welcome to the EQFit podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to our 100th episode. I cannot believe how fast time has gone and how many of these episodes we've done. It just seems like yesterday that we started this podcast. So I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being a part of this and for the growth that we've seen in people who are tuning in. This has been a journey and it's a journey that's just beginning. For our 100th podcast, I have selected a topic that I think is worthy of celebration, and I want to talk today about mindset. And I talk about mindset a lot, and there are many different ways to think about mindset, but it's so important to our personal health, wellness, focus, mental acuity, and our physical health, wellness, and mental acuity. In so many ways, our mindset directly impacts pretty much everything that we do from the minute we get up in the morning until we go to bed at night. Our mindset is the operating system that we go through the day with. Our brains are amazing creations. There is so much still to explore and to learn about our brains and how they work. But one thing we understand better today than ever before is how our brains use our experiences, our upbringing, our culture, our beliefs, our values, to create our mindset. So, as I said, mindset has many different meanings. You may have heard of a fixed mindset versus a learner mindset. And that's a pretty interesting context to think about mindset. Do we have a fixed mindset where we don't really learn more? We just do things in the same way all the time, not much in the way of creation or innovation. We just rely on what we've done in the past or what we've seen in the past. Or do we have that learner mindset? Well, we know for leadership, a learner mindset is critical. That's where we grow, we learn. We're able to do more. We're able to innovate and create, collaborate, and work through different changes in life. So that's one way to look at mindsets. Now, when we think about mindsets, there's a a deeper way to think about the mindset that you have. And I'm going to share that with you today. First, let's 
kind of debunk some myths about mindset. Mindset is not about how we feel at any given time. Feelings are important. Emotions are something that happen when we experience things and they do impact us and they may very well impact our mindset, but they are not what makes up our mindset. Emotions, their initial impact lasts about six seconds in our brain and then the intensity of those emotions starts to diminish. What we choose to hold on to as far as those emotions go, that makes up our emotional environment. We can reignite those same emotions over and over and over again by choosing to hang on to those. And many people do that. People that carry a heavy emotional load may struggle to release emotions or they may be cycling in the same emotions over and over and over. And one of those negative cycles looks like this. Judgment, fear, frustration. And that is a cycle that will feed itself if we let it. Again, though, those emotions and that cycle is not our mindset. We'll talk about that more in a minute. So, if you're struggling with a heavy emotional load, start to dissect that a bit. Figure out what are the emotions you're having. And then instead of judgment, maybe you can move to curiosity. Instead of frustration, maybe you could move to excitement. Instead of fear, maybe you could move more towards courage more of a positive cycle that allows you to move forward because I guarantee you that negative cycle of emotions will keep you stuck. And the funny thing about that is it's easier for some people to live in that negative cycle than it is to exit that cycle into a more positive cycle. And that then becomes somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So they tend to stay in that place. And we've all been there. It isn't somebody else I'm talking about. It's also me I'm talking about here. We have all been there at some point in our lives. So we know what that looks like. We know what it feels like. But we do have a choice. So what is a mindset then? If it isn't this thing about just emotions and we we live in this emotional environment. And yes, that's all important. Mindset is how we approach our life and work. It is an operating system. It's a choice that comes out of a number of different elements in our lives. And those come out of our experiences. Those come out of our upbringing, our culture, our beliefs, our values. All of those things form our mindset. And I'm going to show you how you can actually measure that, know where your mindset is, and decide how you want to change that if you choose to. So let's take some time and focus in on 
this ability to measure the component parts that make up our mindset. The mindset I want to focus on comes out of a well-validated assessment that measures six different elements. So let me walk you through, there's really three categories, and in each of these categories, there are two elements that we're measuring. So first, the objective mindsets. What are those? There's the theoretical. What is that? It's a naturally curious uh, values, knowledge, often pursuit of truth. That's the theoretical mindset. The utilitarian, focused on efficiency, good at maximizing return on time and resources. Those are the objective mindsets. Now, what are the subjective mindsets? The aesthetic, focused on beauty, harmony, and want things to work and fit together smoothly. And the way they imagine life should be, that it becomes fulfilling. It's the aesthetic. What's the second subjective element? It's social. Passionate about and open to helping other people and their causes. So the third category is belief mindsets. The first is individualistic And that means, what do I think about me? Find strategic work to be fulfilling, seek recognition, enjoy winning. That's individualistic. Traditional. What I think about the world around me and how it should function. So the traditional is follow a firm set of beliefs and occasionally these people can be rigid. Now, we have all six of these. All of us have all six of these in some measure. And that's important to understand. Now, the definitions that I just read you come out of an excerpt from the Life Thrive Mindset Manual uh, by Dr. Chuck W. Coker. And, of course, it's copyrighted material, so I'll share that here. But This is such a breakthrough in understanding mindsets. You have six different factors or elements that we're measuring. And the combination of those, how much you have of each one, comes together and can be interpreted in a very specific type of mindset. Um, So, as I said... All of us have a measure of each of these. And when we look at the measures in each of these and their relationship to each other, it is highly predictive of how well someone fits to a specific effort or task or job or role. That's important. Now, I want to kind of stop for a minute and, and give you an important insight that I think we all should should really kind of consider as we think of this approach to measuring mindset. This is not coming out of a personality measure at all. 
And that's important because there's so many assessments out there. The vast majority of assessments from all kinds of different companies and all kinds of different names are based on personality. This is not based on personality. Personality is based more in genetics. Mindsets are based more in our experience, our upbringing, our culture, our beliefs, our values. This is a unique set of measures that have proven highly insightful and effective in both hiring candidates that fit a role very well and developing people into roles. This is just as important in our personal life as it is in our professional life. I'm kind of focused on the professional life right now in the workplace. But this mindset measure, can they change over time? Yes, and that's a good thing. Because if your mindset today is not that of a a leader, you're going to struggle if you're placed in a leadership position. So can these be developed? Absolutely. The beauty of this is there is a specific pathway to develop these mindsets. If you want to know more about this, feel free to go to the website Life Thrive, all one word, dot com. So none of this really has a lot of value unless we can measure it, right? Well, thankfully we can. We are on a journey of exploring a variety of different assessment tools through these episodes, how they help us make better decisions in our personal lives, in our work lives. Good decisions start with good data. Good data gives us the insight and the information we need to make our best decisions. So the mindset assessment is a highly validated assessment that has served organizations and individuals well for many, many years. So I'm looking at an example of a report that shows these mindsets. And let me share that with you. This is just a sample report, but think of a bar graph chart. So you've got six different measures and the theoretical, the utilitarian, the aesthetic, the social, the individualistic, and the traditional. Each one of these has measures. So the one I'm looking at The theoretical is 63 out of 100. The utilitarian is 68. The aesthetic is 18. The social is 32. The individualistic is 75. That's the highest one in this report. And the traditional is 43. Now, I understand that you don't know what those numbers mean. Here's... Here's how I'm going to explain it without going too deeply into the science of what the, this graph or this report is telling us. We can see that this individual has a strong utilitarian measure combined with a very strong individualism or individualistic measure. That means they want to lead. 
and that getting good results is important to them. So I'm really boiling it down here for you and, and saying high individualistic, high theor, uh, pardon me, high utilitarian basically means this person wants to lead and they want to get good results. They want to get a good return on investment in the efforts and the resources that they're expending. Now, in this chart, there are some blue lines for every measure. Those blue lines are the national mean. So where is where's the national mean for, for these? In this person's report, the individualistic is significantly higher than the national mean, and the utilitarian is higher. And that gives us a sense of where this person is, and we can start to build an understanding of the mindset. Why is that important? Well, the point is not to go too deeply into all the psychometric measures in detail that we're talking about here, but it's to show how this assessment tool adds very significant insight and value. When we consider all of the different assessment tools that we can use, it's important to think about these tools that provide unique insight and which ones are complementary to each other. Are they well validated? And can you combine them in a way to get the best possible insight? And really, the whole point of getting good insight and good data is to figure out what is the best path forward. So how do we put this mindsets assessment into practice? If we know these mindset measures for yourself or for other people, then we have clarity and direction. Two very important things. There, there's a lack of clarity and direction in our world today. Uh, so what does this mean in practice? So many people are trying to do tasks or jobs that do not align well with their current mindset measures. This means their chance of failure is multiplied. And just a side note, if you're a leader, is it fair to put someone into a role that is setting themselves up for failure? I think we would all say, no, that's not right. We shouldn't do that, right? But if you don't know a person's mindset measures, which is an important element in their success, then you could very well be setting them up for failure. In a recent conversation with Dr. Chuck Coker, he quoted some very sobering statistics to me. The average tenure today for an employee is 2.4 years. Think about that. How different that is from what it used to be. I mean, there were people that worked at, I remember my father-in-law worked at one place for 35 years. And that was the norm for his generation, was long-term employment. That's not the norm today. And we all know that. We're feeling it. it it's a difficult employee marketplace today. And there is a lot of turnover. However, with the use of a tool like this, 
that time frame can be increased to well over four years, almost double the national average. Think about that. If That's a critical, critical measure. Why? Think of how long it takes to train a new employee and get them up to full productivity. In many cases, the employee may just be hitting their stride when they leave to go somewhere else. So there is a real cost to turnover. And we all know that. But if you're constantly seeing this kind of turnover, then you're never going to be able to move the organization in the right direction as rapidly as you would like to. Every time somebody leaves, institutional knowledge and training goes with them. You have trained them to go somewhere else. So understanding mindsets becomes critical. Now, we know this turnover problem is nothing new, but now we can begin to identify why this may be happening. If we put someone in a job that they are not well suited for in a mindset perspective, the clock starts ticking from the day that they're hired. The chances of them being good long-term employees is very slim, but with insight from a mindset assessment, and I will say, along with other assessments, we can enhance the placement of people first into roles that better fit them, and second, increase the opportunity for them to stay longer, to grow with the organization, to be a part of the organizational growth and development. So, Do you want to be an organization that averages a turnover of 2.4 years? Or do you want to be one that extends the tenure of employees to the maximum possible? Mindset is a critical measure that most organizations are not aware of. Yes, there are many who use this assessment to great advantage, but the percentage is small in comparison to the total number of organizations who could use this assessment. So this assessment, uh, for your information, comes out of TTI, Success Insights Limited. And I just want to make sure that I give them credit because they've done an amazing job of putting this assessment together, validating it over the years, researching it, gathering the data. And if you want to know more about this, Feel free to reach out to me. I would be more than happy to have a conversation. This is a big deal. I've been in assessments for more than 35 years. I've used them in so many different ways, so many different assessments over the years. This is a big deal. This is an important thing that if you don't have it right now, you should seriously consider it. So where do we go from here? What do we do with this information? First, reflect on your own experience. Have you seen people who look like a good fit to a certain role, but then they never really succeed? Maybe that was you. Did you blame yourself for that? Did you feel inadequate? I'm sure they're, I mean, that's just natural. People feel that way if they don't succeed. 
But what if it was a bad mindset fit? What if it was not a good fit? The mindset of the individual was better geared to a different role than the one that they were placed in. And what if we could do something about that going forward? Have you seen leaders who struggle to be leaders? Would knowing this mindset measures, this approach, and the insights it provides give you or your organization an advantage? Spoiler alert, yes, it would give you a huge advantage. Many people would say yes to that last question, and I totally agree with that. They have experienced the power of this assessment and how much insight it adds in a very specific way that other assessments simply cannot do. Is your mindset helping or hurting you? That's kind of a good thought for all of us to think about. But now we can think about this in a much, much deeper way. We can measure mindsets. We can understand where are the six different elements or factors that make up our mindset and are those best suited for the kinds of things we're doing today? And if not, let's develop those. Let's work on those. Let's create a good path forward. Now you know that you can measure this. And I, I'll close with this. Everything I do, my focus is measure what matters. Let's make sure that we're not just measuring stuff that doesn't really make a lot of sense or doesn't fit in the right context. Let's measure what matters and then let's put that into practice so we get our best outcomes. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.